Every year on the first Sunday of Lent, we begin with this story of Jesus' temptation. Now, it comes from different gospel accounts. In this particular year, it is from Luke's gospel. But the story is essentially the same. After his baptism, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. Now, in the historical frame, Jesus' baptism took place at the beginning of his ministry. And during the season of Epiphany, of course, uh, it, sort of towards the end of Christmas, we hear the story of the baptism of Jesus. And then we heard weeks and weeks of stories of what he accomplished during his ministry, the teaching, the preaching, the healing, and so on. But we come back to this story of just post-baptism at this time of year. And so in a theological and liturgical frame, this sets the stage for our journey into this season of Lent. Jesus goes out into the wilderness, and now when you hear the word wilderness, I don't know what comes to your mind, but uh, to my mind, I think of uh, scenes such as uh, our national parks, or going out west and traveling for miles and miles and miles and seeing nothing, and you know, sometimes turning on the radio and watching it, you know, the dial spin and spin and spin, and you know, nothing comes on the radio. There's no uh, cell service. You're just really in the middle of nowhere. Now, the world that Jesus lived in, though, um, was a bit smaller. Um, the area today that, it, that we consider to be the Holy Land is about the size of New Jersey. And everybody went either by foot or by horse or by camel, as you know, or donkey. And so they didn't go too far. Now, this wilderness that Jesus was in was not far, too far at all, from the River Jordan or from the city of Jericho. And yet it was very remote. It was a place that was uh, desolate and dry and uninhabited. And so we can only imagine how it was that he lived for those 40 days where he sought shelter. Um, it, scripture tells us that he ate nothing for 40 days, which seems to be in, its, in and of itself a miracle. It's because we know, of course, Jesus took the form of a human being. And so because of his fasting, after those 40 days, he was famished. Now, Luke also says to us that for 40 days, the whole 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. But we don't hear anything about the temptation, any details about it, until the very end. Now, there may have been a time in your life, and I know I, I can give an example of, say, uh, getting ordained, where uh, we feel this call to something uh, something big in our lives, some big way of giving ourselves over to God and go through a lot of, of hoops and uh, I will say uh, rigmarole, but holy rigmarole nonetheless, uh, in order just to get to go to seminary. And then we study hard for three years and make uh, some lifelong friendships and have incredible experiences. And then comes the big day, the big day of ordination, where the bishop... Uh, it comes and your friends and priests from throughout the diocese and the, through the Holy Spirit, the bishop lays his hands on your head and what we call the holy huddle takes place and all the other priests who are in the room come forward and if they can't touch you, they put their hands on one another's shoulders and so there's this sort of transmission, if you will, 
of the Holy Spirit, an inpouring of the Holy Spirit into the ordinand, and we are made something that we weren't before. And so, full of that Spirit, we are eager to go out into the world and to do God's work. Well, that's when we're at our strongest. Just like when Jesus was just baptized, the Holy Spirit had just appeared, and God's voice was just heard, and he was moved to go out into the wilderness for prayer and fasting. But, like Jesus... We have, and we have those times where we're just revved up and ready to go. But we go out and we start doing our thing, and then we get a little tired. And then the realities of the world start to set in. And then we get a little hungry, and then we get a little cranky, and then we start to question things. And that, as that, that sort of negative side grows, that's fertile ground for the devil to step in. And so Jesus was tempted for all the 40 days. We all face little temptations every single day of our lives. Should I have that extra cookie? You know, should I uh, have uh, the, the carbs that I really am craving? Um, but we can say no to those little things. And it really doesn't, it's really no, no trouble to say no to those small things. But then come bigger temptations in our lives. Some people face incredible temptations to do uh, awful things, to commit crimes. And some, sadly, succumb to those temptations. And so it's at the end of this 40 days that we hear the story of this interaction between Jesus and the devil, where Jesus is at his physical weakest. Even though he is the Son of God in human form, he hasn't eaten for 40 days, he's weak, he's hungry, he's thirsty. Could have been, depending on the time of year, it could have been extremely hot or possibly cold out there. Might have been even raining or snowing. Who knows? And so he's out there all alone with no one to talk to, no one to give him encouragement, no one to bounce these ideas off of, should I do this, should I not do that? He has to rely on his own, his own wits and his own spirit and God. And so the devil comes and tempts him, first of all, with earthly comforts, food. It's very basic. Turn this stone to a loaf of bread. I know you can do it. But Jesus says, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. And then power, something that most human beings crave. And he takes him somewhere and somehow shows him all of the kingdoms of the world. And he says to him, if you'll just worship me, I will give all of this to you because it's in my power to do so. And Jesus says, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And then finally, he takes him to the holiest spot of all, the temple at Jerusalem, where he places him upon the pinnacle and says, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, because I know the angels will come and bear you up. But he says, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And after he finished the test, the de devil departed him until an opportune time. And now that is a key, key phrase. Jesus did not trample the devil. Jesus did not vanquish the devil. Jesus did not destroy the devil. He stood up to him. 
He met the challenges and the temptations that were presented to him, and he prevailed. Yet, the devil waited until another opportune time. And so, obviously, we can easily put that into our own lives. And so, in this season of Lent, we begin with this story of temptation and fasting and coming closer to God through those things, of facing up to these temptations, of overcoming them, and becoming more and more one with the mind of Christ, with the heart of God. And we'll hear more stories of Jesus' uh, works and wonders as we proceed through this, this season, but we always start with this particular one, because it is one story, I think, in, in all of Scripture that pertains to us now, it has in the past, and it will always in the future because it gets to the heart of the human condition. And thanks be to God, we have his gift of his son, Jesus Christ, who came and took on our human nature, who suffered every temptation and and experienced every joy that we do, who lived just as we do, yet, as we say in in the preface of the Eucharist, without sin. And so because of his gift of himself, we too, though flawed, though sinful, can come boldly before the throne of God. And so let us follow our Lord through these 40 days, through the wilderness, to the cross, to the tomb, and even to resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.